Hi, I'm Jared Starkey, Head of Content at Canby, and welcome to what is the second Canby cast and the second part of our interview with Eric Lodberg. If you haven't listened to the first part, you'll be able to find this on the News and Insights tab at canby.com. Canby Sportsbook Unlimited. You're listening to a podcast from leading global sportsbook provider Canby. In this CambyCast, we hear from Camby Deputy CEO Eric Logberg, who discusses the changes taking place in the sports betting industry and how operators must adapt if they are to succeed. Operators are always talking about their need to differentiate. What kind of levers are we providing operators with in order to differentiate in, in different areas across the product? So we're providing the base product, but what kind of levers are we giving them to do more? The user interface is probably the area with the, that potentially can have the biggest impact, I'd say. And also from the operator side, probably the bigger investment when it comes to differentiation. There we would allow the operator everything from taking a very good turnkey solution where Cambi builds everything. And of course, we, we brand it and we skin it and we adapt it to, to fit the brand. But from a technical perspective, they really don't do anything at all. And, and this keeps evolving as the overall Cambi product evolves. So from there, it's really a spectrum where you as an operator can choose where you want to be, all the way to building the full front end uh, yourself. What we find now, having had this system available for about two years, is that we find operators that so far at least, they stay quite far left to the spectrum. They use most of Cambi, but they replace a few components. Landing page probably being the, what we often recommend is probably a good way to start. You can make a big impact here. You can really represent your brand with quite limited work by adapting the landing page. And, and you can create something relevant to the type of uh, end user segment uh, you're focusing on by just adapting that with, with very limited resources. Then we also have a, a, a group of operators now that are very far uh, to the right, where really the only thing they haven't built themselves is uh, the actual bet slip. So that's an area where they have identified that this is quite a big investment, it's a lot of complexity. We will let Cambi run with that. It, it works really well. It's not, it's not the area where differentiation or innovation maybe uh, necessarily need to be prioritized right now. So that saves them quite a lot of in this case, front-end resources to focus on other things. So that's sort of the UI spectrum. Another area that we think is very important, of course, is around the offering and the pricing. So in our model, the operator essentially can, with our price differentiation system, uh, they can um, choose what, what type of level of payback they want to give. They can trust a general setting by company for all the 10,000 of offer. And they can really target specific leagues or countries where they want to either be even more competitive, uh, maybe market high, or where they want to take uh, potentially a bit more margin, where they're not so interested, um, where it more is a sort of hygiene part of the offering. Uh, so with that, they can really profile their sports book. Then a bit connected to this price differentiation, I think, uh, is uh, a bonus system. We see that the operator strategy can be how to win market share can vary quite a lot. Uh, some operators will want to lead with high prices. I guess that's how they will reward their players. And a certain type of player is uh, is going to be attracted to that. 
and probably spend less money on uh, rewards and loyalty and bonusing. I, I would think that that type of strategy probably attracts a bit more advanced segment of the market and, and today probably a bit more lucrative segment of the market. Other operators will have strategies where they don't think for their target segment, uh, the key is not necessarily whether you have 185 or 188. The key maybe is more uh, a reward system, a bonus system, a loyalty system, or could even take it even further to, to gamification. So they will want to strip back a bit on the paybacks and instead leverage uh, Cambi's uh, incentive systems, where we have everything from um, free bets to odds boost to best odds guarantee, etc. These two tools together, really, they offer the flexibility for the operator to approach quite different, uh, all the way to commercial strategies, uh, I would say, on how to win market shares. Do we see our operators that use the tools you described there more regularly, more eagerly, having greater success? Um, and those at the other end of the spectrum, you know, just paddling along? Or is it sort of a, a bit of a mix and match? Uh, no, I would say definitely the, the former. I think in, in general, what we see, and I think it's true anywhere, where we work with an operator that really has done the strategic work themselves, how are they going to be relevant on this market to, to certain type of players? That's needed everywhere. That's sort of a precondition uh, to start using these tools in, in the efficient way. Mm. So I wouldn't only say that it's just start using these tools and you will be successful, but you, you need to get your strategy right. And then company will offer the right flexibility for you to be able to implement whatever that strategy is. That's true on the UI. It's, it's not just you'll be successful if you start building a bit of your own UI. I, I would even advise against that. We have a very strong turnkey UI, but it becomes very powerful when you have your own idea and your own assets and capabilities of how to approach this market, how to be different. And then you start making our systems work for you in that strategy. I mean, that's when it really works. When we talk about really our ideal customer, we would talk about the visionary sports book. That may be a sports book coming from very different backgrounds, but this type of their own really intention with, with the sports book is, is always there um, to, I mean, really make best use of the company system. Just to kind of sum it up, it's often said that take an outsourced solution and a supplied solution um, stifles innovation. Everyone looks the same, the same standard product that everyone's offering. How would you answer that criticism of the outsource model? Well, one thing is to begin with that we, we haven't seen that much innovation from the in-house sports books the past 10 years. And I mean, the reason for that, I think, is quite simple. It is that just to produce the core of a regulated sports book uh, that is going to be available in 10 plus different markets to 10 plus different type of countries with different end users, that requires a lot of focus and time. And you cannot not do that. Then you have no business. And, and you have to, as an operator, always, of course, think about, well, one thing is five years from now, but you have to also protect well, the revenues that that are running through your system right now. That has left very little time left and, and money left to invest in the new things. The way we look at it then is if then that part can be outsourced, that you as an operator not managing to differentiate in any way and that end user sort of has moved away from the qualification criteria, whether your sportsbook is relevant to them 
or not. If that can be outsourced, leaving you with time, energy, focus to start one one layer above, that should really stimulate um, innovation. That is quite obvious, and that is uh, across all type of industries what, what's happening with sort of unbundling of the value chain. Someone said to me that um, he agreed with that statement that um, you, you needed to own your own technology in order to innovate and to, to own your own product development timelines and, and so forth. Um, but he's since come around to the idea that you don't need to own your technology, you just have to have some control over it. Mm. Which, would you agree with that, that by not having to own it, but having some control over it, that you have the, the platform then to innovate? Yeah, definitely. And, and I think it's a matter of uh, what technology do you need to own? I mean, I think no one today is suggesting that uh, the Amazon cloud is limiting their innovation because they don't have their own server park. They probably did 15 years ago when, when that cloud was not good enough or efficient enough or cheap enough. But you always need to look at, I mean, where do you want to go the next three to five years? And what type of innovation is it that you want to bring to the market? And then you need to look at what, what type of systems can I outsource? Are they limiting me to get me to where I need to go? Or are they actually rather doing the stuff that I anyway wouldn't have time to do? That changes every year, of course, as, as the market moves on, as end users moves on, as, as competition, as other technology moves on. But for sure, you cannot be totally without control of, of any part of this if you're going to drive innovation on a technical level, definitely. And yeah, if, if you want to innovate um, odds compiling, of course you need to own the algorithms and the trading technology. But if you want to innovate mobile betting, yeah, then you probably don't want to own those areas. You rather want to own parts of your UI. Camby will be at the ICE Totally Gaming event at the XL London in February. To find out more about Camby's omni-channel sports betting experience, visit the Camby stand S2110. For more insights from Camby, subscribe to this podcast and visit the News and Insights tab on camby.com. Camby Sportsbook Unlimited.